Today we have assistant coach Saudi Washington. Saudi, I really appreciate you coming on. How's it going? It's going great, man. Anytime we have uh, our, one of our favorite sons, you know, get a, get a chance to have a conversation with our alum. It's a beautiful thing. I see you got the jersey in the background, man. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to remind people that I actually played there. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while, but uh, you've done some incredible things, man. And, you know, happy for you. Happy I appreciate for you. that. I appreciate it. The same to you. And I was just looking and I realized you coached at Oakland from 06 to 16. And I played against yeah, you then. I did. You know, I, I was just looking that up before we jumped on the call. And I was like, yo, Zach, I mean, Stu probably won't remember this, but, uh, you know, I coached against this guy and, you know, y'all lit us up, you know, pretty good here in Chrysler, but, uh, you know, you had a good team, man. You had a really good team. Yeah. Those are some fun games. We played at the palace. I remember that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now that one was a little bit closer. That one was a little bit closer at the palace, but uh, that's true. That's true. I just remember, uh, God, what was a big man's name? Just dunked on us um uh Keith Benson yo Benson was yeah, yeah we couldn't we couldn't deal with him yeah no he was good man he was good but I want to get into uh some Michigan basketball talk obviously this team is well we, nobody knew what was going to happen at the beginning of this season everybody was scrambling with the pandemic I mean how was that to be a coach and to have to deal with all of that especially at the beginning I feel like maybe now you get into a rhythm sometimes you guys did have the break so that's another you know, wrench in the whole, in the whole thing. But like, how was that at the beginning? Was it tough or is it kind of just a day by day process? You know what, Stu, it, it was, it was really just, nobody had ever had the blueprint for this, you know, as long as any of us has been coaching, you know, coach Martelli is the, is the senior, you know, statesman on our staff. And, you know, you can't even go to him to reference, you know, anything like this before, but, you know, I would say it was the leadership of Coach Jawan um, that really helped our guys get through, um, you know, this whole pandemic and, you know, yeah. all the emotional, physical things that came along with it. And, I mean, you know, from being in this program, um, a lot of the work uh, that goes into, you know, each new team starts with the, ident the identity from the summer leadership stuff that we do in the summertime. And I'm sure you've been a part of that with, with your teams. And, yeah. you know, that's when you really start um, identifying the identity of the team, identity makeup, who we're going to be. Um, and then you just really kind of draw on that throughout the season. So I think that's, that's really where we are right now. Can you speak to more on that identity you guys wanted to capture and bring to the season? You know, Coach is, is an extremely competitive guy. You know, it starts from the top down. And, and I think it was his – you know, it's always been his vision to really, you know, expect excellence out of out of the group of young men that we have to coach year in and year out. But um, the biggest thing is is just the family atmosphere. You know, we're such a connected team. Um, and I think we've always been, you know, like that was something even with your team, uh, because, I, you know, just talking to people around here, you, Zach, you know, your class was really kind of the, the foundation that kind of helped springboard you know, the next class that followed behind you guys with Tim and, 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 and all those other guys behind you. So mm -hmm. um, that's just been um, the, the, the nature of Michigan basketball. And I think Coach Jawan has done an incredible job of, of fostering that, that relationship, getting the buy-in from our young men. Um, and then obviously you got to have some talent, 
and our guys use the time wisely in the summer and in the off season to get better. And, you know, here we are, you know, we're, we're, we're just taking it one game at a time and, and uh, playing the game that's in front of us, but we're having fun doing it. Yeah. When, when did you know what this team was capable of? Because everything obviously was, there's a shortened sort of uh preseason, I guess, before you get to the big 10 yeah. And, you know, there's ups and downs. There's a lot of rust. There's a lot of things to figure out. And you're kind of doing things on the fly. Like, when did you know what this team was capable of? Man, it just, you know, it just kind of happened because obviously we didn't have the same full uh, non-conference slate that, you know, we would typically have. But we played some really good teams, you know, in Oakland and, mm-hmm. and uh, Toledo, yep. uh, Ball State, Bowling Green. Um, you see, you know, some teams that really uh, challenged us early uh, and was a, we were able to kind of find our, our niche. Um, and so by the time we got into Big Ten play, we just kind of had a, a really good momentum about us um, and started the, this, the Big Ten play, I think, against a really good, you know, really good Penn State team that's always tough and gritty. And, um, you know, I think like after that game, you know, we kind of figure like, man, we, you know, this, we got, there's something to this and we just got to stay healthy, you know, and and stay the course and just see what happens. I want to get into some specifics with players and and you dealing with some guys and you're the wings coach now, but I want to start off with the break that we had that the Michigan team had because of the pandemic, because, you know, the athletics at Michigan was shut down. Yeah. How do you keep, that mindset because it's got to be so frustrating and you can I feel like you can just get lost without having even be able to practice like how are you able to keep everyone together is that just a testament to the guys and the the coaching staff you know as to any time I can give kudos publicly to our young men you know they they got it man these dudes are just as they're just dialed in Um, and it really did kind of feel like walking back to last summer when we were in a real quarantine, couldn't really go anywhere, couldn't be in the gym, couldn't be in the building. And, um, but I do believe because it was the second time around, right, and we had a little bit of a blueprint to work off of, right. guys mentally had a better time adjusting, knowing what they had to do in their apartments in terms of trying to stay sharp. And, you know, from a physical standpoint, you know, Sandman is yeah. Just sending them, you know, all kind of workout stuff to, to, to you know, stay on top of it. Um, you know, but we were able to, again, like really have some Zoom meetings, um, dial back in, you know, I guess center back in from a mental standpoint about what was important, how we got to this point of the season and why it's important to keep doing the right thing so that whenever we're released to get back to playing, we can, you know, hit the ground running. And so far we've been, we've been pretty fortunate from that standpoint. Yeah. Was there a lot of film study? You guys sent a lot of, a lot of video? Definitely a lot of film study, man. We didn't want a lot of idle time, idle mind type of yep. thing going on. So, um, you know, I, I think we, I, I believe that we used our, our time wisely in terms of just doing what we can to keep everybody engaged uh, because the reality was, nobody was going to feel sorry for us, right? Like at some point, pretty much everybody at one point or another has had to pause or miss games or or what have you. And we were playing so well at the time going into that break, you know, it was like everybody's chomping at the bits. And so it's like, you have to 
have that right kind of mindset that, you know, we're not going to make excuses for ourselves and we're not going to allow other people to make excuses for us. So let's just, you know, keep ourselves focused. Let's stay together as a group. Let's keep doing the right thing so that we're healthy. Um, and then, you know, when we get back on the floor, it's, it's, it's that, that locked in attention to detail uh, that our guys have have pursued and been chasing all year that, you know, we're able to get us out the gate against, you know, a tough Wisconsin team and, and a tough um, uh, Ohio State team and, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. And it doesn't get any easier. It, no. it doesn't get any easier the rest of the way. So uh, we just got to stay the course. You are now the wings coach, right? You were the biggest coach for Beeline, but you're the wings coach now? Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of different hats, you know, yeah. in the five years that I've been here, and, and I've enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, and so I've uh, been doing some tremendous work with our wings and, and just helping those guys, as, as you know, to put them in position to be in position. Exactly. Right? And um, they've done the work. And, uh, again, we just got a special group. Like, they're really um, – uh, attentive to scouting reports, attentive to detail. It's something that Coach Juwan demands, not only of our players, but also of the staff, right? Because we can't expect our players to do something that we're not willing to do ourselves. So um, it's just this community effort to, um, you know, as, uh, as we always say, you know, operate with excellence around here. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just doing our best, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's all you can do. Talk to me a little bit about the development of Franz and especially throughout the year because he's obviously needed to be an aggressor on this team because he's so talented. Yeah. I've been talking to so many so many people around the program and just watch all the games and you know, we just want Franz to shoot all the time, but he's not quite like that. So how, how do you how have you worked with that that um developing that type of player? Well, I will say he's a much better defender than his older brother, uh, Mo. <laughs> Shots. <laughs> I kid Mo all the time, is but no, Franz is he's man. He is a player. Like yeah. he loves the game. There are guys that like the game, and then there are guys that love the game. And he's a guy that loves the game. He's a student of the game. Um, you know, uh, even going back to you know, probably like the last month and a half of the season where he really kind of, you could see him taking those steps forward, being much more aggressive in his, in his attack downhill, being more sure of himself in ball screens and, and shooting the ball with a little bit more confidence. And then, and, you know, the pause or the, or the, the pandemic, him being able to, you know, go in uh, to DC with Mo and hang out with him, train with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think really just kind of, uh, you know, got his got his head back right again, and um, he's he did a phenomenal job this summer with Sandman in the weight room, which was something that he really needed to focus on. Uh, and then going into the draft, like you know, all these guys have draft aspirations, right? And um, just watching the draft and you know communicating with him and Isaiah, like look, like look at the guys that you're positioned to get in, that are getting drafted. The they're shooting the ball at a, at, from the three at a high clip. You know, they're two-way guys. Coach Juwan is big on on demanding that our guys are two-way players. And so he really embraced that part of his game in, in, in developing in one of our, you know, better uh, perimeter defenders. Yeah. Uh, his length and his athleticism is tremendous. And then his IQ is off the chart. So he's a fun dude to coach, man. And he soaks up, he soaks up all the, the information. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember the beginning of the season watching him and just screaming for him to shoot threes. <laughs> and now I'm like screaming for him to just take the ball and get into the lane because he's going to do something with it. Yeah. You know, but he's such a team player. He's got that sort of that European feel where it's like, we're going to make some passes before. Yeah. And then he's going to find his opportunity. So are you guys coaching? I talked to Terry Mills last week and he said he's been in film sessions where you guys are telling him to shoot, shoot more, get in there and just shoot, be mm-hmm. aggressive. Then, then you can make that play after that on the next possession. Like, is that still a day by day thing? Or do you, is he kind of like, we told him and now he's figuring it out on his own. Oh, I mean, we're always coaching. We're always teaching. You know, we consider right. ourselves teachers around here. And so, again, you know, from being in this program, film work is is a huge part of our success. Yeah. And so anytime uh, and, and, you know, our guys want it. And Franz is one of those guys who loves teaching. He loves coaching. And so, yes, he has extremely high basketball IQ. But when you point something out offensively or defensively, he's the type of kid that really will then try to put it and make it a part of his game. And um, I think that's what we're seeing now. So, you know, if he's open, shoot it. If they're closing out hard, drive it. Just make the right basketball play. That's what we're concerned about at this point. Right, right. And then you mentioned film sessions. There's some legendary (laughs) film sessions with Beeline. I mean, times where, like, Coach, you can't turn the lights off because guys are going to fall asleep. (laughs) Is Juwan similar in that way? Well, you know, the difference thing that we're going through now, Stu, is we're not able to use our film room because of the, the capacity. Sure. So yeah, yeah. a lot of our film study is done out on the floor in PDC or in Chrysler. But, hey, man, I, I'm right there with you because my first couple of years with, with Coach B, I definitely had to have like a hot chocolate, you know, and, <laughs> and some snacks to keep me yeah. like engaged and awake because you're right they, they get pretty intense but uh, coach Juwan is is the same way because that's how they were with the Miami Heat and that whole heat culture yeah. and, you know just the growth mindset of trying to hit every individual's different learning style because some guys they can watch it on film other guys you got to go out on the court and you know they got to fill it you know spatially other guys you got to bring up into the office and you know move the pieces on the board around sure. so we're, we try to be really attentive from, from, from that standpoint, but every day is a learning day around here. Yeah. You know, you've had the privilege of being under the, the legend John Beeline staff and now the growing legend Juwan Howard and his staff, and you've just had a very, you have a very unique position. So I'm curious of what some big similarities and differences are between the two, like what stands out to you between them? Well, I, I think with coach B, he's like, he's like the master CEO, right? Like he's just meticulous about every single thing. His attention to detail is second to none. Um, It's like he doesn't miss anything, right? And so our preparation day in and day out, um, when when you're doing the waffles and the donuts and the sweets and, you know, put your foot in the ground, land on two, you know, day one, you're like, man, what, you know, what is this? What is this? But then, right, by game 15 or 20 of the season, you're like, oh, like, this is why we did all that stuff. Yeah. And the foundation of it is what has built this program. With Coach Juwan, he's very similar because both of them are player development-minded coaches. I, I believe Coach Juwan's real strength is his ability to connect with people. Like, mm. his, his authenticity to be able to engage with people, um, get this 
all in buy in factor um, is what has I think has has helped um, our program, you know, in his two years. And again, like he's like so when even when Coach Jawan wasn't here, when he was with the Heat, he would always come back in the summertime and just mm-hmm. spend time with us. And he would talk, talk heat culture. We would talk Michigan basketball. And, you know, we were all from that opportunity. Sure. And so, you know, the, the similarities are definitely in that, you know, both our player development guys, attention to detail was high, uh, growth mindset. Um, and, and as a result, you see, the consistent pattern of success that is that has been a part of this Michigan basketball program. Yeah, definitely. How long do you think it took you to learn all the lingo from Beeline? <laughs> you it know, took me a while. It, it, I always tell people it it takes you a good year. Yeah. Before you like like know it, and then going into year two, you like start to understand it because I know in year one I was like, do what like what does that mean again? You know, uh, Duncan, like, what, you know, I'm asking the players, yeah. like, what, what the heck is this? And then the funny thing is, then it becomes like part of your basketball language. And it's like, it's really kind of hard to get out. Right. Yeah. And so when the transition from, from coach B to coach Jawan, I'm trying to educate him, you know, trying to give him a little bit of a, of a cheat sheet on, okay, coach, well, we used to call this, you know, whatever, you know, rocket yeah. pistol. And, you know, sometimes we'd be in the meeting. He's like, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, just trust me. Like, yeah. this is this is what the guys would know this as, right? Um, and, and even now, like, you know, just some of the stuff or actions that, that come across and you just hear some, oh, downtown, that's downtown, right? And you're just like, why, why do I still remember that? But, yeah. you know, it just becomes a part of a part of part of your basketball lingo and you know but it's like they say it's a, it's a lot of different ways to to coach this game and um you know I'm, I'm just fortunate and blessed to have been a part of two very special coaches uh here at Michigan that taught me a tremendous amount yeah definitely before we get back to some more of the interview with Saudi, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. What sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, they pay fast, and now it's even faster with rush pay, instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. I know because I've used it. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to get Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. Go to betrivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So you are a part of the defensive scheming and what people would call the defensive coach, defensive coordinator. We don't use that term around here, but yeah. Okay, okay, fair, fair. But I'm curious, and I asked Terry this last week because he's had a sneak peek inside the film room. And this team is very special very unique defensively it can cause yeah. a lot of disruption and, and my teams with beeline you know if you went for a steal and you missed it you know you're on the line the next day like that was a no-no we're playing solid we're, we're in position all the time mm-hmm. and this team seems to fly around a little more now they have the talent the size you got franz isaiah out there you got hunter down low like you got all these guys shandy all of them from top to bottom yeah. so are you preaching more of a disruptive type of style 
No doubt. We, we definitely want to be disruptive. We don't want our opponents to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, there are still very similar principles where we're playing, you know, in our gaps and, and, and so on and so forth. But we're going to we want to get up and use our length, use our athleticism. You know, you have an elite level um, defender in Eli from a, a combo point guard position. You got elite level wing defenders. And Isaiah, Shondi, um, and Franz. Um, and then you have a, a, a really good post defender. So, like, when you have all those different components, you set yourself up to be a pretty good defensive team. And you can, you know, do some things schematically um, uh, with the depth that you have. And so we've just, we just try to grind people out, man. We just try to wear on them over time. And, um, you know, so far this year, you know, we've, we've been pretty successful at it. But uh, I also think, you know, being in year two uh, with Coach Juwan, the returning guys, understanding the system, uh, understanding, right, the new lingo uh, and, and, his, and his expectations. Uh, because there is, you know, a, a, a shift in, in philosophy from, from uh, one regime to the next. And so sure. as, as much as our guys have been bought in, um, you know, we added new pieces and Mike Brown, uh, Mike Brown, Mike Smith. And, you know, he wasn't necessarily known as like a, uh, a defensive juggernaut when he got here, but like that kid has sacrificed so much and he's really stepped up and turned himself into a two-way player. So now you got all these different guys that are, are willing defenders, willing two-way players. Now you got something special. Yeah, definitely. I want to get into some more of the player stuff, but you mentioned, the regime change and what Jawan brings. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the heat culture and sort of that NBA's outlook that you bring to college basketball, because it doesn't happen yeah. too often. Like, is there something different that he brought from the heat that you noticed right away? You know, what can you speak more on that? Well, you, you bring instant credibility, sure. right? And yeah. <laughs> not only respect is, he, is huge. Yeah. No, I mean, not only has he walked the walk as one of the, all-time Michigan greats you know he's been to a final four played in a national championship well even before that he was a five-star recruit right yeah he 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 left college early was fortunate enough to leave college early was a top NBA draft pick came back to graduate still with his with this with his graduating class the following year so he is a student athlete right Yep. Then he's had a 19-year successful playing career and then a six-year successful, you know, coaching career on top of that. And you, you bring instant credibility. So when he talks, everybody listens. <laughs> and um, all of our, you know, like our guys want to play at that level. And so, yeah. but with all that being said, you got to be bought into what we're doing here at Michigan. Because one of the things that I think is very special and unique about our team and Coach preaches this all the time you know, when you talk about family, you talk about um, um, enjoying the next man's success. And that's, that's something we talk about a tremendous amount. And you can see from where he came from with the heat culture, expectation was high, the workload was high, but you can see the joy that, that each man had for one another. And that's, you know, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things he brought, you know, from that heat culture and added to the Michigan culture that had already existed. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. You know, as a player, like it is not always easy to 
root for your teammates at times, especially guys you're competitive with. So it is, wow. it is not easy. And if you can build that culture, it's, it's really special. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I talked to Duncan on the pod a few weeks ago and his journey with the heat. I don't know if you ever read anything, but you know, they were running him because he wasn't shooting the ball and that, you know, yeah. they, what they love to do is to find out what you're good at and then maximize that and let that shine. Mm-hmm. Did he bring some of that over? And I, I want to preface it a little bit because of the offense and I watched the offense in Michigan and it's obviously very different from beelines where we had a very system oriented offense mm-hmm. and everyone had their place. And this was the spots we were going to score from. And it's a little more free flowing. And I think at times, you know, you could see the Michigan team, this team figuring out where their spots were, where they could attack, when they could attack. Yeah. And, you know, is that sort of, is that an emphasis where it's like, you know, Hey, the ball's going to be thrown up. You guys got to kind of figure it out on offense and let your talent shine. Like, is, is that, yeah. is that a thing that, that goes on in, in the, in the film sessions? Well, Stu, you know, we, when we talk about our guy Debo, it's like, Hey man, you're a hired assassin. Like do what you do well. Exactly. You're yeah. not trying to beat anybody off the dribble. You get out there and you be the best sticker you know, in the NBA. And I'm so happy for him to see his success. Uh, I told him, you know, I texted him during the, the, the finals run. I said, man, you got a, you got a Hallmark movie going on here. Man. <laughs> yeah, Don't screw it up. Like, but in, in terms of, you know, there, there, there are some differences between um, uh, how your teams play, but there are some similarities in terms of the spacing, right. And the yeah. player movement. And so, um again like there's the whole there's a lot of different ways to play this game sure yeah uh, I think that coach Juwan has done a a tremendous job of of playing to the strengths of our personnel putting guys in position to to be successful and then the talent you know the talent just has shown through and and um again I can't say enough about our guys attention to detail attention to the scout report getting in your film and not just watching the guy that you're going to guard, but watching, you know, the whole team because we may switch and you got to know that guy's tendencies. And, and so it, it's, it's the level ex- of expectation to in, in certain areas um, has been put on different things. And, and again, our guys have just done a tremendous job of, of, of buying in. All right, talk to me a little about the grad transfers. Is, is Sean D this intense all the time, even off the court? Yes, <laughs> he is, man. That guy, like, however you see him on the sideline, that's how he is in practice. Like, you know, we're going in our, our shoot-around, and you know how you, you might pick, you know, three or four plays that you walk through, and, you know, he's walking – I mean, he's talking and active as if, you know, the game is going on. But, like, that's the expectation. Like, that's the expectation that Coach Juan has – has brought to the table, but he, I think we hit home runs with, with him and Mike in terms of their ability to sacrifice a little bit of who they are as players for the greater good of this Michigan team. And both of them have brought something different, but both of them, but what they brought have been necessary for our success this year. Yeah, for sure. And and, and Mike's has been very interesting because as everyone knows, he, led the country in shots last year. And then he comes in and his role is very different. Yeah. And you see that you see, I, I loved the confidence he played with in Ohio state. Like everything had a purpose, every dribble, he knew exactly what he was doing, leading the team. Yeah. And it's, I don't envy his position coming into a team like this. Cause a lot of times you get a grad transfer and you know, they're just coming in, chuck up shots and 
you know, going to a place where, you know, maybe they can just shine a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he came into a, a spot that he knew was going to be tough or his role was going to have to change. Like, what were those conversations like before the year started and even up until this day? Yeah, no, you know, he's one of those guys that you just talked about. Like, we got to get on him a little bit to like, come on, man, like, be aggressive. Is that like, good? Don't shoot the ball. Yeah. Um, because he is, you know, really bought into this idea of being a, a, a special playmaker at this level. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just think that, again, like he saw something special. Uh, we tried to be very intentional in this recruiting process, you know, last summer as we were trying to fill gaps of this team. We had a really special group with the, with the four signees that we had and, and Jace and Zeb and Hunter and T and Terrence. Uh, and then when we started looking at this thing, said, man, you know, we can really reinforce some areas on the wing. Uh, and at the point guard spot where we had some attrition. And so it, it was a diligent process. And, and I give, you know, Coach Juan uh, a lot of credit and our staff a lot of credit in terms of like just really being patient and finding the right guys. And, um, you know, uh, for both of them, they had neither one of them had been to the NCAA tournament before. So I think that that was like a really a big motivator in them in terms of choosing the next spot for them. Uh, but then when you get here and you realize like, man, these dudes are, are different and like the culture is, is a little bit different from where I came from. And not that, you know, it was good or bad, uh, but it's just different. Yeah. And um, the, 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 their ability to, to buy in and be givers and be contributors um, has been really, really high level and and i just appreciate we appreciate their contributions and their sacrifices uh as people and as players uh, for this program yeah for sure and i was reading about you a little bit reading up brushing up on 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 you and you know you were a holdover from the beeline regime that we just we've been talking about you what was that process like because i know you've been an assistant coach for so long you know, you're looking for head coaching jobs. Um, coach leaves. It's a stressful, anxious time. Yeah. Like, you know, was that pretty immediate? Like you kind of knew or, or, you know, it seems it seems like a tough spot to be in. Like, how did you go about that? Well, it was an extremely tough spot. I mean, in my first three years, the Michigan experience has been incredible mm. to me and my family. My first year, we win the Big Ten conference championship then we followed out by a big 10 conference championship and a monday night appearance and then we followed that up by making it to the big 10 conference championship again and then uh, making it to the sweet 16 so the level of success that had been been going on was like i was on cloud nine <laughs> and then normally you know when you're in a situation uh with that with the changeover you it's not necessarily because uh, like this one was unique because we have been doing some really good stuff and an amazing opportunity, you know, came about for coach Beeline and, you know, we were all happy for him, but then it kind of left everybody in limbo a little bit like, Oh my goodness, like what, we're, what is, what is going to happen? So there was like a, I don't know, maybe like a seven to 10 day period where, you know, it was like, man, you know, do I start looking for jobs? Do I try to wait and see what happens here and, and, and try to stick around? And, you know, fortunately, fortunately for me, we had a good group. And so uh, that process for me was like, all right, we got we to gotta hold the team together. 
mm-hmm. while we, you know, while Ward and, and the administration goes through this process. And I, and again, I give our team a tremendous amount of credit because we didn't have anybody transfer during that time. But I think it was, you know, at the time, uh, myself, um, uh, DeAndre Haynes, Luke Yaklich, like we were just committed to trying to keep, keep the team together, regardless of what was going to happen to us, because we did, we knew that we had a special group. And then, you know, like I talked about before, um, you know, the relationship that had started to develop with Coach Juwan, um, you know, I tell a funny story, like one of the times that he was here and we were going through, you know, like our little uh, chalk talk with, with our staff and um, he was leaving out on vacation, you know, later that day and needed a ride to the airport. And he was like going to Uber. It was like, dude, come on, man. Like, no, we got you. I got you. I'll, I'll take you to the airport. I always tell people, I said, I think that I, I, I said, neither one of us knew at the time, but you know, that might've been my interview right there. <laughs> yeah. so, once he got the job, you know, I didn't want to like bombard him and pressure him about like, you know, sure. what he was going to do, but I did make it very clear to him that, you know, if he was willing to keep me around, I would love to, kind of help uh, him, you know, usher in his new vision of this, as I call it, the new blue. And, uh, you know, he, I, I was, I'm very thankful to him uh, for keeping me around and, and allowing me to still be a part of this Michigan experience. And, you know, I, it's something special. It's something special about this place. And uh, hopefully we can make our alums, you know, yeah. like yourself, continue to make you guys proud of, of the work that we're trying to do here. Yeah, for sure. And as an alum, I'm very happy to see you still at Michigan. I really appreciate all the work you've done. Um, I got a couple questions that I like to ask at the end with every guest. Um, but before we get to that, you know, I, I want to preview. I don't give too way too many secrets, but preview the Iowa game a little bit. You know, are we are we looking to stop Garza, or is it kind of like we'll see what happens and uh, you know maybe take care of the rest? Man, it's like you flip a coin and sure. that that dude is 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 incredible, man. Like. I don't know that you necessarily stop a talent like him. Mm-hmm. You do your, your best to contain them. Uh, they have a tremendous group over there. They have been great all season. And, uh, you know, we got our work cut out for us. But, you know, like we've done for, you know, I don't know what our record is, but for the other 16, 17 games that we play, we're going to prep and, and, and give ourselves the best chance to, to compete and, and, and win a basketball game. Yeah, it's always funny when people ask me, like when I was playing, we would like win a big game and they're like, oh man, it must have been feel, felt so great and like must have been so special. I'm like, I don't know, we got Northwestern on Monday. Like I can't, <laughs> it's just one game at a time and we got to keep, it's the same process. I don't know, I can't remember. That's it, that's it. So, yeah, no, I'm it's picturing different. also Sean D just in Hunter's ear, just <laughs> making it personal for him versus Garza. I feel like that's something he'd be, he'd be doing. Well, you know this, like, you, it's hard to have a good um, team without a really good scout team. And we have yes. a high-level scout team around here and guys like Luke Wilson and Jaron Folds and Brandon Wade and uh, C.J. Bear, Rico Zuna. I mean, like, those dudes are high-level. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- they're a big part of, of our team's success. And, you know, they don't get a lot of credit, but, 
um, you know, you know, because you've been in those, you, you've probably been on both sides of it. Yeah. No, there are some days when the scout team definitely gets the best of us uh, in terms of the preparation. And so, again, but that's all part of the family. That's part of the all buy-in effect that we try to create around here. And, and um, but you're right, you know, Shondi, Jace, you know, they, they're like the best hype men in, in the country. <laughs> yeah, man. Jace too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so... You got but no, it's, it's, it's been incredible. It's been yeah. incredible. Yeah, for sure. A couple more questions before we get out of here. Um, one being, I, I love to always look at the other side, and we like to talk about the wins and the, the good feelings, but I'm always interested in sort of the last college game that, you know, every guy I interviewed, they played. So take me through that last game and also, like, the feeling when it was all over, in the locker room after and then in the week following, like, does that still stick with you? Or are you able to kind of push that aside and forget about it? My last game that I played or the yes. last game that we yeah, played? Yeah, no, your last game at Western oh, the, Michigan. Yeah. Wow. So the last game that I played was against Stanford University in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Tough. And um, I was a fifth-year guy because I got injured uh, my sophomore year and – First day of practice on first day of practice my sophomore year, and then I re-injured my knee. So I had like two knee injuries. So saying all that to say, you know, we were always close at Western in terms of you know making the tournament. And at that time, the MAC was like a multi multi bid league. And so in my last season, we were co champs. And so you got players like Bonzi Wells, <laughs> Wally Zerbia, back. You know Earl Boykin. I mean, like the list. Ridiculous. The list goes on and on. Yeah. And so when when we lost in our conference tournament, right? It was like devastating because it was like, oh my god, like we were regular season champs, but like we may have just screwed ourselves with the opportunity to make the NCAA tournament. And mm. every kid, like every kid who comes to college, wants to play in the NCAA tournament. Like March Madness stops the whole country for a weekend. You know, right. once it starts. And so, you know, I can remember on Selection Sunday when our team name popped up and we were 11 seed, you know, I went crazy. I'm running around, you know, uh, my, my apartment. And, <laughs> and then you realize, oh, snap, okay, we're playing Clemson in the first round, but we're playing in Chicago, Ooh. which was, you know, really close to Kalamazoo. Yeah. So our fan base was able to, to travel and we just had a bunch of a bunch of dogs on our team that that really got after it and and we played really well you know probably outkicked our coverage in that first game and like now we're feeling like not only <laughs> did we make the tournament but we won a freaking game you know and then we just ran into a, a, a really good Stanford team I think if I'm not mistaken they made it to the final four that year that's right and uh but you know that 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 um, um, that satisfaction of like being on that big stage, coming from a mid-major team and and winning, right, and competing against the best competition in the country, mm-hmm. and then understanding, okay, you just ran into a better team. Um, you know, I, I felt like I hadn't left anything on the table from a from a career standpoint, and it was just about you know reassuring. Uh, the younger guys that, hey, you know, we've tasted some success, do whatever you can to try to, you know, uh, 
hold on to that and 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 keep it moving forward. So I, you know, when I when I got here and you know even coaching at Oakland, like I, we went to the tournament two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to a place like Michigan, you can, you know, I think guys can, you know, sometimes take for granted. You know, you're going to the tournament every year, but it's yeah. hard. Like it's hard, you know, to get there. And so really embrace it, really enjoy it, and um, so that when you become our age. You know, you can reflect back on it and, and you can look back on that time uh, uh, in, a, in a very favorable way. For sure. Now, I usually ask this question to guys that played at Michigan, but I would define you as a Michigan man now. You, you've established <laughs> yourself. You've been there long enough. So I'm curious, what is one thing that you have learned at your time at Michigan that, that always sticks with you, that they carry with you to this day right now? Michigan is excellent in being excellent, both academically mm-hmm. and athletically. We believe that there's no better blend of academic or athletic excellence in the country. And I think not just with our sport, but with all the sports uh, within our athletic department, because again, we're always celebrating the next person's success. Sure. And um, I know Ward was on a call like a, a staff call the other day. And I think he said like 11, 11 of our teams that are currently playing right now are, are ranked, you know? Uh, so that just tells you the level of success, you know, across the board in, in our athletic department. And it, it's a beautiful thing. And so, you know, again, uh, you know that this place is very special and um, our alumni, uh, our alumni base is, 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 committed and crazy and you know we, we we do everything we can to to uphold the standards and the, and the legacy that guys like yourself uh have, have laid before so you know we're going to keep trying to make you guys proud and uh you know just stay with us man we're on to something special with this group oh yeah oh yeah i believe for sure no matter no matter what the record is or what happens i fully believe and i think a lot of people buy in so that it is uh it is a nice thing to watch people are very excited that is for sure well, Sadi, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. It means a lot to me. Best of luck for the rest of your year. I'll be watching intently against Iowa. And yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, dude. I appreciate you having me. Go Blue. Yeah. Go Blue.